I'm Robbie Gutierrez, your host of the NAI Ball Podcast, episode number 11. Joining me, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend, the foremost authority on NAI Baseball, Cody Man. How are you tonight? I am outstanding, Robbie. I'm doing well. We've got a packed show for you here tonight. We're going to review all of the action from last week. As always, we will have our surprises of the week, our hitter and pitcher of the week. We'll go over some more conference standings and pick winners in four more conferences today. We've got a bit of something fun in probably the 10 best names. No, you know what? It is the 10 best names in NAI baseball. We will also go over our series that you need to be watching this weekend, and we will cap it off with the NAI Ball podcast series of the week so let's go ahead and get this rolling our last week in review we'll kick things off westmont won the series over william jessup two games to one a big win for westmont antelope valley won the series over benedictine mesa two to one florida memorial won a huge series over kaiser two to one lcsc and the university of british columbia canada's team split the series brian won a series over point two games to one concordia michigan Swept a two-game series at number 22, Madonna. Number 12, Lyon won the series over Harris-Stowe State. Tennessee Wesleyan swept all three games in a series over Bluefield. Cumberland swept a three-game series over Georgetown. Number 14, Point Park. They swept a three-game series over Rio Grande. Number 13, Mobile swept a three-game series over Blue Mountain. Mid-America Nazarene won their series over Benedictine three games to one. Olivet Nazarene and St. Francis split the two-game series. Doan swept their two-game series at Morningside, and Midland at Mount Marty split one and one each. Cody, our big series of the week, go ahead and kick us off with presentation at Mayville State. Man, this was a triple header in Omaha. They had to move it because of the weather. Late night game started at 7 p.m., 9 p.m., and 11 p.m. You know, you finished after midnight. Long day of baseball. Mayville State, man, they were able to pull off the sweep. Took all three games, only gave up one run and 14 hits to the three-game series. Held a presentation team that was hitting 312 on the year. Held them to under 175 batting. Game one, Andrew Hill delivered a pinch hit, game-winning RBI double. Got the win for the Comets. Eric Barron pitched a complete game shutout, seven innings, five hits, eight strikeouts. Really tough start for James Lewis, man. The presentation pitcher pitched really well. He did give up that double to lose the game, but the runner was on base off an error. It was an unearned run, so he didn't get an earned run the whole game. He pitched really well. Tough loss for him. Mason Sweetgarden dominated game two, 4 nothing Mayville. Complete game shutout, seven innings, nine strikeouts. Jonathan Plouffe, two for four with a stolen base. Spencer Murley went two for two with a run and an RBI. And then game three, same thing, man. 4-1 Mayville, just dominant pitching. Presentation wasn't able to get the bats going. May have been a triple header that caused a roll, or it may have just been the comments were the better team this weekend. They took all three games. They are now in first place in the NFAA. Huge series win there for Mayville State. I've got Ben U Mesa at Antelope Valley. Ben U Mesa now twenty eight and fourteen. UAV thirty and ten on the season. 
in the series. A 2-1 victory for Antelope Valley. Game 1, 11-7 UAV. Game 2, 14-5 Antelope Valley. And Game 3, 14-6 Benue Mesa. For Benue Mesa, the standouts, Sean Barrodeo. 3-for-5 with two home runs and three RBIs in Game 1. In Game 2, Sean came back 3-for-4 with two RBIs. Game number 3, Jeremy Williams went 2-for-4 with three RBIs. And also Nick Maldonado went 2-for-4. All 14 runs in that Game 3 win for Benue Mesa were scored in the 7th, 8th, and ninth. For UAV, Mikey Perez-Negron went 6-for-10 with six runs and three RBIs. Adam Maciel, 2-for-5 with three RBIs. Corey McKendrick, 3-for-5 with three RBIs. Jesse Garcia and Jacob Castillo on the mound were lights out. Each of them going seven innings pitch, allowing five hits. Garcia just three runs. Castillo with two runs. Garcia struck out 12. And Jacob Castillo struck out nine. A huge series win for Antelope Valley. They stay in first place. Cody, you had one of the bigger series from last weekend. Number one, Faulkner at William Carey. Yeah, business as usual for Faulkner, man. They went into this series in Hattiesburg without three of their better players, playing definitely some men down, and it didn't matter. They took the sweep, dominated two games, won the first game 10 to nothing, hung on for a 6-5 to win in game two. That was a little closer. And then 15-3, just pounded them out in the last game. Faulkner just continues to do what they do, 31 runs in the series on 28 hits. Tech White went a double in RBI and two runs in the first game. Tyler Thornton pitched a complete game shutout, seven strikeouts. Just really good performance by him again. T.J. Riles went 3-for-4 in RBI and a stolen base in Game 2. Austin Paskey, just a great series. Homer in Game 3 went 4-for-4 four four in the last two games, added four RBIs. Just a really good performance for Faulkner. You know, they were, like I said, a couple men down. It didn't matter. Next man up. They're proving why they're the best team in the country. They took control of the SSAC. They're in first place. They controlled their own destiny. Keep it rolling here. Number 21, Texas A&M Texarkana went down to LSU Shreveport to take on the Pilots, and LSUS sweeps all three games, 2-1, to 9-1, to and 10-4. to Really quickly, for Texas A&M Texarkana, Nate McGee, six and a third innings pitch, three hits, two runs, five strikeouts. Evan Rogers, seven innings pitch, four hits, five runs, only three of those earned, seven strikeouts. In game number two, they were held to just three hits. And then in game number three for Texas A&M Texarkana, Bobby Kramer had two RBIs. For LSUS, and we're going to need a, somebody to translate some of these Louisiana names, Caleb Lasagne, hope we're getting that right, Cody, hit a walk-off home run. Roberto Herrera went two for four with two RBIs. Jake Gray had a big game for him, a double and two RBIs. Bo Gullibo and Leighton Laird, three hits each in game number three. And then also in game number three, Hunter Cunningham, Six innings pitch, four hits, one earned run, five strikeouts. LSUS controls their destiny now in the RRAC. And the Pilots, year in, year out in that conference, the best team. And it's going to be interesting down the stretch for them. Now our NAI Ball Podcast, big series of the week. OCU, Oklahoma City University at USAO. The series went like this. The Stars win it two games to one. USAO won game number one, five to two. And then OCU, 7-3 in Game 2, and 7 nothing in Game 3. I had USAO, so I'll go ahead and go first. 
Miguel Lorenzo, three for five with a home run and three RBIs in game number one. Francis Ventura, eight innings pitch, five hits, two runs, three strikeouts. In game number two, Colton Horner, a double, and he went two for two for him. Game number two, also Henry Rodriguez, one for two with two RBIs. Game number three, Colton Horner, two for two. He had the team's only hits in game number three. Cody, you had OCU. Tell us about the Stars weekend. It was a big weekend for Oklahoma City to bounce back. They took both games on the road to win the series. J.R. Holloway pitched a really good performance, picked up a win. In game two, five innings pitched, three earned, three strikeouts. Garrett Foster was a big winner on the day, three for four, a double, four RBIs. Hunter McGuire went three for four. Joe Lytle added two runs and a stolen base. Game three was the return of Matt Young. Pitcher shattered his jaw on opening day, went through a hard time, came back nine weeks later, just won conference pitcher of the week, Delta Jim at UCSAO. Five innings pitch, one hit, no runs, nine strikeouts, a great performance. Oklahoma City's pitching got it done. Miguel Figueroa out of the pin, 5.1 innings pitched, only give up two hits and six strikeouts, two different appearances out of the bullpen, a really good arm for OCU, really good pitching on the road. They were able to take the series, and now they're in contention to win this conference. OCU and Texas Wesleyan will meet each other later in the year, so that's going to be something to keep an eye on. USAO, really, Cody, just waiting that one out because they've already played both of those teams. They beat Texas Wesleyan in the series, and they lost to OCU. Yeah, it's going to be a really fun series. I believe Texas Wesleyan's won 17 straight games, so they're a team to look out for. And Oklahoma City, man, if they can do what they did up in Chickasaw, they're probably going to win the Sooner Athletic. Now we'll get rolling into our favorite segment each week, our surprises of the week. I'll kick things off. Ottawa starting pitcher Dylan Mead throws a nine-inning no-hitter versus Bethany with 12 strikeouts. Georgia Gwinnett starting pitcher Gregory Lukinen threw a nine-inning no-hitter on the road at Reinhardt, the first in program history. Westmont turned a 5-4-3 triple play in the 2-1 series win over number 8 William Jessup. The biggest surprise of the week goes to Bruton Parker when they knocked off Loyola in a round of medieval jousting during a rain delay this weekend. I got to see the video from that. That was definitely something. Hats off to Bruton Parker, best jousting team in the country. Midway upsets number 20 Campbellsville 7-3 on the road this week. Florida Memorial took two games from number 16 Kaiser. Big series win for FMU. Huge for Flomo. Number four, LCSC and UBC, the University of British Columbia, Canada's team. They split the four-game series 2-2. Two to two. Third four-game split of the year for Lewis Clark. Yeah, a little uncharacteristic. I'm sure their coach is not too happy about that. Oklahoma City catcher Lane Milligan has 13 triples this season, leads the country by more than six. He's one away from tying the NAIA record of 14, and he's only five away from tying the NCAA record of 18. Great season for Lane Milligan. What an accomplishment that would be, especially for a guy, I believe you told me earlier, he's a catcher. Dude's got some wheels on him, you know. Don't stare at Five York pitchers combined for a two-hit shutout over Bellevue in a one-nothing win, a huge win for York. Cincinnati Christian starting pitcher Peyton Jenkins, 12 innings pitched, two run runs, got the no decision. They pulled him after 12, you know, expectingly, and they were able to pick up the win in the 13th. Great performance for Peyton. That's tough for Peyton Jenkins to go 12 innings, only allow two earned runs, and then the team wins in the 13th just... Just tough luck, just the way the ball rolls. Just have to pick your head up, play again next week. Cleary out of Michigan takes down Robert Morris of Illinois. 
The cool thing about it, they played at Comerica Park, where the Tigers play in Detroit. Yeah, just an awesome experience for those kids. Madonna was able to get a game in there tonight. So great experience for these teams to play in a big league park. We'll move on now to our hitter and pitcher of the week. Every week, Cody and I choose one player nationally as our hitter of the week and one player nationwide as our pitcher of the week. We will flip back and forth. This week, Cody, you've got hitter. Tell us about him. My hitter of the week is Lindsey Wilson, center fielder Ben Heidman. Outstanding week, 13 for 16 at the plate, batting 8-13, 8 runs, 5 doubles, a triple, a home run, 6 RBIs, and a stolen base. He hit for the cycle against Shawnee State. Just an incredible week for Ben Heidman. What a week for Ben Heidman, especially to hit 8-13 in one week, 13 for 16. He was only out three times. Only one home run, though. Usually uh, we see guys with a multitude of home runs, but he really got it done with the ball in the gap and the doubles. Yeah, he scored eight runs. He was getting on base and finding a way to cross the plate anyway. Our national pitcher of the week is Ottawa's David Mead. He had that no-hitter versus Bethany. Nine innings pitch, no runs, no hits, obviously, and 12 strikeouts, a dominant performance for David Mead. And one of the best starts in the entire country, so great job to David. So congratulations to our hitter of the week, Lindsey Wilson, center fielder Ben Heideman, and our pitcher of the week, Ottawa out of Kansas, their starting pitcher, David Mead. Now let's move on to some conference standings, and we'll start things off with a Mid-South Conference. Cody, I'm going to say each team, and then we will pick who we think is going to win that conference. So Mid-South, Cumberland's out of Kentucky, 7-0 and in the Mid-South. Campbellsville, five and two, Cumberland, Tennessee, six and three, Lindsey Wilson, seven and four. Who do you got? I am going to go with Campbellsville. They got to have a big weekend this weekend against Cumberland, Tennessee, but I think they'll get it done. I'm going to go with Cumberland's Kentucky. They've had the longest win streak in the nation. I think you know they've just got all the momentum trending their way. So I'm going to take the kids from Kentucky. I think Cumberland's is going to win it. That's a good pick. They have a two-game cushion already. It's definitely a good pick to roll with the Patriots. The Sun Conference is a two-team race. These two teams have yet to play each other. Southeastern University, 18-0 in Sun Conference play. St. Thomas University, 17-1. Cody, who are you taking? I'm taking St. Thomas. You know, probably not the favorite here, but they're hitting 374 as a team, a 314 ERA. I'm rolling with the Bobcats. I'm going to take the fire of Southeastern. I mean... I just saw them recently. They can hit with the best of them. They can pitch. They've got guys out of the pen who are bringing it. They've got starting pitchers who are bringing it. And that entire lineup, they even got guys on the bench that would be starters at most places around the nation. So I'm going to take Southeastern University. Southeastern is one of the most talented teams in the entire country. You cannot go wrong with that pick. The Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference three-team race, UNO 17-3. and Indiana Tech fourteen and two and Madonna sixteen and three. I'm taking Northwestern Ohio. They won it last year. They're only a game out right now. I think they'll find a way. They played a tough schedule early on. They stumped their head a little bit, but you know I'm going with the Racers. I'm going to take Indiana Tech. Uh, I think uh, they're a team that's played some good opponents. Obviously, Georgia Gwinnett being one of them. And I, I just see Indiana Tech. We got to give them some love. I definitely think they've got an opportunity to hold out and win the WAC. Couldn't agree more. And now the North Star Athletic Association, the top four, 
Mayville State nine and one presentation eight and three Bellevue eight and three Jamestown six and three. So the way this stacks up, Bellevue one and a half out presentation one and a half out, and Jamestown two and a half out. Mayville State at nine and one holding firm. Yeah, I'm going to take Jamestown. They've already played their series with Bellevue. They got some of their tough games out of the way. I think they're going to keep rolling. They're going to build that win streak back up, and I think the Jimmies are going to get it done. My one gripe with this conference is, does everybody play each other? I don't think there's a solid three-game series between some of these teams at the top. No, nah, everyone doesn't play each other. The thing you got to cut them some slack with is they can't even get games in. Like Most of these teams up here haven't even played a home game this season. Like I was talking to Jamestown, they haven't played a home game. So I cut them some slack. I'm going to take Bellevue. I, I think uh, they've really turned a corner. They're starting to figure themselves out. Saw them earlier this year down here in West Palm. I think Bellevue just has the best opportunity to do something nationally out of the NSAA. Yeah, I mean, Bellevue may have the best roster, but we'll see. It's a lot of games left. Cody, we have spent hours and hours and hours compiling what we believe are the 10 best names in the NAIA. And at, I'm going to read off 10, the 10 we've chosen. And at the end, you and I are going to pick who's got the best name in the NAI. Are you ready for this? Let's get it rolling. Danger Guevara. Riker Faircloth. Dusty Cloud. General MacArthur. Patrick Starr. I love this one. Fenway Parks. Ashcon Kualua. Bo Gullibo. Gunner Friend and the less popular, James Harden. And I've got one <laughs> bonus, one bonus for you. I don't know if you've taken a look at Hannibal LaGrange's roster, but that entire roster is just filled with names. I mean, yeah. just crazy names. Yeah, they give the broadcast team a workout. They definitely have some interesting names on that Trojan squad. So my question for you is, you can only choose one who's got the best name in the NAI. It's Dusty Cloud. I don't think it's close, man. He has an awesome name. I just can't imagine what his walk-up song would be. He's my pick for best name in the country. Dusty Cloud is Cody's number one name in the NAI. I'm going to go with General MacArthur out of Missouri Baptist. It's just a match made in heaven. His name is literally General MacArthur. And he's killing it this year, too. He's, he's an absolute dude for that team. Really good player. Lead-off guy for the Missouri Baptist team. I got to see him at Georgia Burnett for a fo- couple games. and Yeah, really good player. Awesome name. Uh, it's, just, it's just cool. I like it. It's just cool. I know one that we debated on uh, was the less popular, James Harden. Yeah, you know, that's definitely got to be tough out there in California when he reserves names places. Definitely not the people they want to see. It's got to be a letdown. But uh, we're proud of you, James. We're going to get some grief over not choosing Patrick Starr. That's definitely a great one. goes back to our SpongeBob days. But I literally went back and forth with myself on whether or not I was going to take the red-shirted player Fenway Parks at a Montreat. Fenway Parks. You know, I would love to speak with his parents because there's, I mean, there's only one reason they would name him that, right? Oh, his, his dad. I've been told his dad is a huge Red Sox fan, obviously. I would expect nothing less. <laughs> I, would it be cooler if his dad was like a Yankees fan? And he, like, lost a bet or something? That, yes. That would be awesome. All right, that would be, that would be so much cooler. 
But Fenway Park's a great name. Patrick Starr, great name. All great names that we've got in the NAI. But my pick, General MacArthur, Cody's pick of Dusty Cloud out of Tabor. Now let's get into our big series of the week. Let's take a look at the weekend ahead. Number three, Southeastern heads down to Miami Gardens, Florida to take on Flomo. Missouri Baptist at Harris-Stowe State. Mayville State at Bellevue. Number five, St. Thomas at Weber International. Number 24, Central Methodist at Peru State. Corbin at the University of British Columbia. Hastings at Midland. St. Francis, Illinois at Roosevelt. Vanguard at the Masters. Number 12, Lyon at Freed Hardeman. Number 7, University of Science and Arts of Oklahoma. They will take on Southwestern Christian. Midway at number 14, Point Park. Number 19, Texas Wesleyan travels to Wayland Baptist. Mount Marty at Northwestern. And then Huntington at Spring Arbor. Cody, which games stand out to you? Lion at Freed Hardeman. You know, Lion has been the clear favorite in the American Midwest Conference really since the beginning of the year. They have a three-game lead, but Freed Hardeman is the team in second place, three games behind. They go in there and they sweep that series. They're going to shake things up in the AMC. I'm going to keep an eye on St. Thomas at Weber International. Weber, they really had a big game tonight, didn't they? Yeah, they sure did. You know, you definitely want to give a hats off to Weber International for beating number three Southeastern. Huge win for them. Now let's take a look at our big series ahead, the top series around the nation and the games you need to be watching all weekend long, whether you're playing in them or not. I will kick things off with number 22, Madonna, at Northwestern Ohio. Madonna, 25-9. and nine. Uno, 25-14. and 14. For Madonna, Jared Hagan has 41 hits on the season, 5 doubles, a home run, 25 RBIs, hitting 366. Matt Denal, 299 with six doubles, five home runs, 28 RBIs. Tyler Butson, 234 ERA, a 5-2 record, 50 innings pitched, 72 strikeouts. Opponents hitting just 205 off of him. And then Taylor Turner, 361 ERA, 7-1 record though, 57 and a third innings pitch, 58 strikeouts. On the other side, for the Racers, on the red turf is where this series will be played. Uno hits 303 as a team. Junior Gomez, 323 average, 8 home runs, and 40-plus RBIs. Felix Correa, 316 with 42 hits and 10 doubles on the season. Jack Berry, 298, 7 home runs, 26 RBIs. Jacob Holcher, a 1-2-9 ERA, a 2-2 two two record with 5 saves, 21 innings pitch, and 34 strikeouts. And one guy, and maybe you know how to say this name. We, we've been talking about names. This is one name we might have left off. I'm going to try it in the French-Canadian tongue, but Olivier Malou? Yeah, I mean, I'm from Georgia. Like, uh, <laughs> we, don't, we, we don't have a lot of those down here. We're going to have to ask, but Olivier Malou, 239 ERA, 8-2 record, 67 and two-thirds innings pitch, with 57 strikeouts. This is going to be a great series in the WAC between Madonna and Uno, two teams that we went over earlier as top three teams in the Wolverine Hoosier. Cody, you've got Mayville State at Bellevue. Tell us all about it. Huge series. Top two teams in the NSAA. Mayville State's coming into this 19-7, and 9-1 in conference play, first place in the conference. Bellevue's 22-18. and 18. Really rough start for them, but they've turned it around. They're 8-3 and three in conference, only two games back, playing a two-game set against the leader, 
Mayville, like I said, they're doing it right now, man. 289 batting average, 377 ERA. Andrew Hills hitting 356, three doubles, a triple, and three home runs. Jonathan Ploops got it done, 15 runs with 16 RBIs. Riley Nelson, shortstop, hitting 316 with 16 runs. I mean, just playing really well. But they're pitching. You look at their numbers, really impressive. Eric Barron, 38 innings pitch, 2.138 ERA. Mason Sweegarden, 49 innings pitch, 1.84 ERA, 46 Ks. Austin Harrington's got 26 strikeouts in 26 innings, averaging a strikeout an inning. Parker Store, 20 innings pitch, 1.80 ERA. Just some really good pitching for the Comets. I'd like to see how they do against a Bellevue team. You know, I thought Jamestown would be able to take Bellevue. Bellevue showed us why we were wrong. So we're going to see what Bellevue does against the top team in the conference this weekend. Bellevue's Corey Longacre, 382 average, 14 doubles on the season. Brian Bash, I could be saying that name wrong too. It's another tough one. 278, 10 doubles, 8 home runs on the season. Travis Tanaka, a catcher, hitting 298 with 3 home runs. Steven Knapp, 52 innings pitch, 2.25 ERA. Reed Feely, 43 innings pitch, 2.30 ERA. The Bruins are pitching really well as well. They're playing really good baseball right now. They lowered their ERA down to 4.29. I mean, they were early in the season with an ERA over 8. So this team has really turned it around. They're playing their best ball right now. Max Dyer's got 16 appearances out of the bullpen. He's already got three saves. So we'll be able to see what happens. I'm looking forward to it. I think that is going to be a great series between Mayville State and Bellevue. Our NAI Ball Podcast Big Series of the Week is number 20, Campbellsville at Cumberland, Tennessee. Cumberland, Tennessee receiving votes. But I will tell you about Campbellsville first. Campbellsville 24-10, and 5-2 in conference play. They are hitting 308 as a team and have a 359 team ERA. Players to watch in this one, Matthew Valdez, 366 average, 9 home runs, 23 RBIs. Logan Roberts hitting 349 with 8 home runs, 26 RBIs. Parker Lutensock, 2-1-4 ERA, a 3-0 record. With 42 innings pitched, 38 strikeouts, opponents hitting just 211 off of him. And then DJ Wilson, zero, no ERA, six saves, 18 innings pitched. He's allowed just five hits all season, walked just two batters, and has struck out 16. DJ Wilson, again, no ERA. Campbellsville setting themselves up for a run at that conference title. Cumberland's 28-11 on the season. They're 29th in the country. They fell out of the pole, but they're right there. You know, they get back in it with a couple of wins over a ranked Campbellsville team. Raiden Sierra hitting 317, 10 doubles, 13 home runs, 34 RBIs. Just an incredible year for that guy. Carlos Mosley, the second baseman, 352 average, 12 doubles, 7 home runs. Mikel Gordon, the third baseman, cousin of D. Gordon, a former NAIA baseball player, now playing with the Mariners, playing really good ball. Southeastern. Absolutely. Mikel Gordon's hitting 264, 8 home runs, 25 RBIs. Got a little bit more pop than his cousin. But, uh, yeah, Thomas Gallart, 7-2 on the season, 73 innings pitch. Dude's a horse. 2.95 ERA, 51 strikeouts. Polo Portella, another name that was, you know, just missed the cut for NAI names of the year. 7-1 on the year, 60 innings pitch, 3.00 ERA. People are only hitting 2.09 off of them. This is a big weekend for Cumberland, man. they got to do it now. It's now or never. They're playing against a team in front of them in the standings. they got to make their push. Definitely going to be a huge series. Campbellsville, Cumberland out of Tennessee. That is our NAI Ball Podcast big series of the week. Cody, before we get going here, thoughts on the upcoming weekend of NAI Baseball? Yeah, man, like the matchups we covered, I think, are the best matchups. I think we did a good job. I'm looking forward to seeing how Bellevue 
and Mayville State turnout. I'm looking forward to seeing how Cumberland does against a Campbellsville team that, you know, dropped a game to Midway this week, so they're probably looking to bounce back. Just going to be some really good matchups this weekend. Two exciting things for you on my end. I'm finally, finally, finally going to get to call some baseball again. I've got the Saturday doubleheader between Edward Waters and Kaiser University. Also, I'm going to be calling the entire Sun Conference tournament at Ballpark of the Palm Beaches, the spring training home to the Washington Nationals, and of course, my favorite, world champion Houston Astros. So totally excited about that. Well, the Sun Conference is probably the best conference in the country this year, so I would pay to do that job, and you're getting paid to do it, man. Outstanding. Look forward to that. I was going to say I would pay to do it, but then I'm afraid that they would yeah. actually make me pay to do it. Don't do that. We'll cut that part out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we don't want that at all. We don't want that at all. But, hey, I'm excited for this week. I think there's going to be some great series around the nation. If we missed a name, let us know. Let us know if you think your name should have been on there. As always, we will be on the lookout for the top performances around the nation. Cody, any more final thoughts? I think that's it, man. I think we're ready just to get into this weekend. Shout out to the two pitchers that threw the no-hitters this weekend, David Mead and Gregory Lukinen. Great stuff by them. Nine-inning no-hitters, too, the way it should be. I like it. Always important for you. You love those nine-inning ball games. No sevens for you. Absolutely. Get that bullpen well, ready. Well, that'll do it for us here on the NAI Ball Podcast. As always, you can follow myself, Robbie Gutierrez, on Twitter at robg 1063 for all my grocery store hot takes, Whataburger being better than In-N-Out, anything like that. Of course, we'll talk some NAI baseball. You can follow Cody for all your NAI news, scores, schedules, anything NAI at NAI Ball on Twitter. And until next time, we'll see you right back here on the NAI Ball Podcast. Have a great night and an even better one.